You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The GSE has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening. And this morning I'm speaking to Nick Kunza from Sandland Private Wealth. And I have to ask you, before the less important matter of the markets and some interesting moves overnight, I have to talk to you about the more important thing. How's baby Max? Yeah, he's good. Good. Thanks, Lindsay. Good morning. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen him yet. I haven't seen mom yet either. I get to. I get a, a half an hour slot this afternoon at 3 p.m. Well done. Uh, I had to wait. I had to wait till my COVID results came back negative, which they did, okay. and then uh, you get into the ICU this afternoon. So I'll, I'll give feedback later, but otherwise, all good. Yeah. Excellent. So, the, so the first time that you see your your new son in his incubator will be at three o'clock today for half an hour. Is that correct? That's correct. And I can't see mom until she gets discharged. It's complete lockdown in uh, the hospitals in Joburg. So I won't even get to see mom until she's discharged probably Friday or Saturday. So it's a bit of a crazy world at the moment. Yes, it is. But uh, can you tell me one thing? Are you impressed with the mm. way that the hospital has handled itself and the staff? They've have been un- unbelievable. Really? Unbelievable. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, if you think, if you. Th- for me, it was almost it was almost a realization that what's happening with this pandemic it, it just brought it far closer to home. That it is quite scary out there. They're running out of hospital beds in Johannesburg. Uh, in, by all intents and purposes, we're even lucky to get a bed. But the the hospital and the staff were fantastic, and they, they, I mean, their main concern is the health and well being of the people under their roof. So yes. yeah, I mean, you're not getting in there to infect anyone, or you come near the place unless you've had results, tests, covered up, all the rest of it. So needs to be done. What needs to be done, but for me, it certainly brought it far closer to home and not just what you see on the on the TV screens. Well done, South Africa, I say. Okay, let's have a look at the markets mm. now, if we can, because uh, last night we had a little bit of a sell-off on the um, S&P 500, US markets, etc. But again, this morning, the Far East going in the opposite direction. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it, it looks as though there's some kind of state funding for uh, certain markets in the Far East. It's almost as though the government is saying, right, let's bolster this thing now and get it bought up. Or... It's, uh, as you've often said, the mom-and-pop trade. People just uh, opening retail accounts and punting it up. I think it's a bit of both. Uh, I mean, yesterday, I mean, the Chinese markets have certainly, I think, led, as much as we've been focused on the NASDAQ as investors, I think the Chinese markets have have led this market. They've almost set the tone every morning. You've had a strong Chinese overflow, runs into the trading day like we see into the U.S. markets every day. Uh, To put things in perspective, I mean, China, the Chinese markets are, they're up about, I think, seven or eight percent just last week alone, uh, and then of course you had a um, uh, you had a headline out yesterday from the Chinese Political Bureau uh, coming out and saying that they basically see a strong equity market as as imperative to the recovery of a strong China. There you and go. That was a green that was a green light for investors to pile in. And in fact, what you typically happen is is the Chinese markets, Hong Kong, they're a bit more civilized when it comes to trading. They normally break for a bit of a lunch and then you have a morning session and the afternoon session. Uh, in the morning session most markets were flat. Um, but uh, in the afternoon session, we had the likes of ten cent in Hong Kong. It was unchanged most of the morning. When they came back for lunch, they ran it up five percent to another new all-time high. So there's definitely a bit of both, Lindsay. A little bit of retail investing, and I think also there's a certainly uh, there's some buying happening by someone in the background. Um, as we said, these markets on a I think 23, 24 percent up now, China from its lows, which technically, as charters will tell you, is is a bull market.
Okay, uh, dollar rand is seventeen oh seven this morning. British pound against the rand twenty one forty four. Euro rand is nineteen twenty seven. Uh, but these prices are changing quite rapidly, and you'll tell me about the rand's movement in a moment. But uh, I've got the euro dollar at one twelve ninety three, which is a slightly a stronger euro, slightly weaker US dollar. The Dow Jones last night was a one and a half percent loser. S and P was down one point two percent, and the Nasdaq, of course, down but outperforming by only falling just under point nine percent. This morning in the Far East, Tokyo down 0.8%, Shanghai up one and three quarters, Hang Seng up 0.4%, and in Australia, the all-share in Sydney down one and a half percent as coronavirus cases start to pick up disturbingly in the uh, Melbourne area. And they've, in fact, they've shut down. What is those, the state that houses Melbourne? I know. Is it, new, is it New South Wales? Maybe I think yeah. First time in a hundred years, I think that they've closed those borders. Yeah, exactly right. On the commodities markets, the gold price. It doesn't want to go through 1800 but it's holding steady at 1795 The platinum price is up a dollar to 842 Where's palladium, please, Nick? That's down $6 at the moment at 1910 per ounce. Okay. Uh, the oil price is barely changed at $40.55 for the WTI. And in um, Europe, the Brent crude oil price is barely changed as well at $43.02 per barrel. Tell me about the Rand's move this morning because it's been a, a, a tracking – it's been tracking the stock market, but not tracking the bond market. Yeah, Rand is surprisingly strong. And, you know, it came in this morning, it was around about the 17, 13 level, a little bit of weakness. We had a little sort of weakish Asian markets, but the Rand is such a proxy to, to global risk and global sentiment. A uh, bit, bit of a weak feeling, sold off to 17, 20 against the dollar about an hour or two ago. And then literally in the last, I would say, 30 minutes, it's gone from 17.20 to 17.05 at one point. Yes. Um, that's almost a full percentage move on really much nothing. Yeah. Um, but obviously, tying in, you can almost correlate it with what the S&Ps are done because the S&Ps were slightly weaker on the futures and they went skyrocketed positive. They've bounced about almost 25 points from their low an hour or two ago. So what was panning out to be a weakish US Open looks like another strong session planned ahead. So... The bottom buyers are alive and well currently. Um, and as I said, there's very little news flow this morning. No, exactly. I'm trying to get my Stock Exchange news service up. Um, where is it now? Press that button, Lindsay. Um, there's nothing out there. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Stock Exchange news service announcements between 8 o'clock and uh, 9.08 this morning. And nothing Absolutely nothing. NAMPAC, um, notice of general meeting, share price down six and three quarters percent. Uh, that, 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 that's all there is. Is this a quiet time of year? I suppose it is, obviously, by, by definition. Yeah, generally, it generally is. I mean, don't forget, those who are not actively in the markets, you know, this is the European summer, even though we yep. have been in a bit of a lockdown, we've lost track of it. Uh, Europe is effectively opening up to a certain extent. There are people still trickling down to the south of France and to the Med. So Europe is in this official summertime. And, and July generally is quiet. And, and certainly the July, the fourth weekend, which we've just come through, that normally starts the Northern Hemisphere cell holes. So expect it to be quiet. And in fact, I'm looking at my diary for the day ahead, doing my little homework this morning. Wednesday, there is nothing. I have nothing uh, internationally either or locally on mm. the diary today. 
we'll wait for jobless numbers tomorrow. So it's, it's going to be a quiet session. And um, let's say, given some of the moves in these in these risk assets, it looks like a steady start. I must I must comment on on ten cents price though, uh, Lindsay. Please do. Obviously, we we get the we get the indication obviously that drives the price of NASPERS and process at, at home here. Uh, ten cent up five point three three percent today. It closed at five hundred forty three Hong Kong dollars. That is a new all time high. Um, which explains why you have the likes of, of Nusters and Process um, doing what they're doing this morning when we delve down into the stocks. But Tencent really the driver this morning, the talking point. Now let's have a look at the top five major moves on the JSC on my 15-minute delayed screen. Northern Platinum up nearly 4%. Process 3.2% higher. Harmony up 3.1%, Naspers up 3.1%, and Impala Platinum a 2.7% gainer. On the downside, the Polish property company down nearly 5%, Hammerson down 3.4%, Investec PLC is a 3.4% downer, Capital and Counties, another property company, sets three out of four so far, 3.2% weaker, and Vukile down 32 as well. But it does look, um, it, it looks choppy, apart from that process and aspect story, and also people being very bullish of precious metals at mm. the moment. Yeah, the platinum story continuing with that weaker dollar, and I must tell you, we really like that platinum sector. It looks, I think, on, on a spot platinum chart. Um, that platinum price looks like it's bottoming out, so I think really watch that space. But yeah, the rest of the market again, uh, this little disconnect. I've I feel there's a real disconnect between what's happening in the rand and what's happening in our local bond market. It it shouldn't be doing what it's doing. Uh, exactly, you see the if, if if I walk in this morning and see the rand half a percent stronger. Uh, in fact, almost 15 cents firmer from where it was an hour ago. You'd expect the the retailers and the property shares to be up. But, of course, given what the bond market is doing, they're not. They're going the other way. So it's a real – I guess you, you sound it up, Lindsay. It's, it's, it's going to be a choppy market, and, and there seems to be a little bit of disconnect between various risk assets, which makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, but it is a thin, it's a thin market and a quiet day. Speaking about being nervous, I was sort of thinking, because I, I have, I have a, a studio that's uh, portable, as long as you don't stick it on a train or an aeroplane where people chuck the the bags around. I was just thinking of – I've been sort of contemplating hiring a car – and um, and biffing off down to I don't know the west coast of France or something like that, or even to the northwest coast of Spain to San Sebastian in the Basque Country. I mean, and I suddenly think to myself, if I get there and they they lock it down, then what do I do? I don't. I I, I really. Mm. You, you, there's, there's nothing you can do. I've got an American friend who's <clears throat> stuck in uh, in Croatia at the moment. Can't move. Um, got there before the lockdown and is now essentially stranded it's an untenable situation and if you take my case and maybe i just have to stay at home for summer it means that people are not getting my the few euros that i have to spend and again it impacts the economy so i'm a little bit nervous i don't want to go down there and then someone the border closed like it has done in catalonia 210,000 people in catalonia in spain under lockdown again i don't want that to happen to me so i'm very very mm. reticent my my habit my habits like everyone else's are changing no, that's, that's exactly right. And, and it, it, I don't know if this is quite the second wave that people are talking about, maybe just a continuation of the first. But there's certainly sort of, I guess, some concern doing around. I mean, there seems to be, you know, more and more sort of key centers and, and more importantly, infections in global centers that seems to be uh, sort of sort of reversing initial uh, opening up and now starting to lock down. So once again, I mean, we're literally – we're in this reactive market that is, is going to trade off the back of important news headlines that we see um, for the time being anyway. 
Yes, indeed. Okay, give us the indices after 48 minutes of trading, please, Nick. Okay, so after 48 minutes in trading on this wind on this Wednesday morning, it is going to be a quiet session, but it's but it's a good start. We're 0.76% at 55,665. Uh, the top 40 are 0.88%. Uh, up 450 odd points. I must tell you, I'd love to know what the numbers are. It's probably close to 400 of those points are just numbers in process. But anyway, if we look down individual indices, it's a bit mixed, no real trend I can spot other than maybe the plats. Uh, financials, we have that up 0.2%, industrials up 0.51%. Uh, technology shares having a good day, as I said. Process and NASPAs are 3.12% on that index. And on the downside, healthcare are unchanged. Telecommunications, also a bit of a lag, up 0.33%. And, and energy shares, the likes of Sassel, that index, down 0.41%. And the S&P is now up 11 points, or a third of a percent, at 31.47. Just give me, give me that VIX index, because I did initiate that on the Tuesday trade last night. Where's the VIX gone. It was 27 yeah, and a half. Nice, I went long at 27 and a half. Where is it now? You went long at 27.30 if you want to really be picky. Okay. Um, but that is, that was a nice trade uh, with a bit of uh, risk off last night. Uh, that is up 2%. There you go. Um, 2% moves, which is 28.83 was the last price traded. Very good indeed. Well done, Lindsay Williams. Mm. Uh, so what have I got? I've got my short Facebook, which is doing badly. Um, well, I came in a little bit last night. There was a little bit of risk off for the last couple of hours. And the NASDAQ, I mean, we had a couple of guys that were shorting um, – we were brave. We were shorting Amazon at sort of 320, yeah. 3,020. Good luck with that one. Exactly. At, exactly. It closed exactly at 3,000. Uh, Facebook last night closed uh, at, I think, 240, 240. Let me look here. 240.80. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. Yeah, it came it came in a little bit. It was up at two forty eight. So to, mm. be, to be fair, it came in three percent from where it was. Okay, so, so to, um, uh, I think there's a little a little bit of selling. I think happening in that tech sector late last night, and I think you'll see a little bit this morning. So I was a bit surprised to see uh, Nasdaq futures sort of bouncing this morning, but that was just just Chinese driven news, quite frankly. Jolly good, Nick. Very good luck this afternoon when you see your son for the first time. That's Nick Kunzer from Sandan Private Wealth. That was the opening. Nick will be back with us tomorrow evening uh, with David Shapiro for the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.